I've got at least two announcements to make. Big Mike, he's with us this morning. I always call him Big Mike. He told me I can preach two hours and 59 minutes if I wanted to. That's what he said. So he'd light my fire. Amen. And the second announcement I have is more serious. I would like Kathy Stone, Mrs. Kathy Stone, and Leslie Hoshloff to stand up, please. These are, Mrs. Kathy, would you raise your hand, please? She's a former Jehovah's Witness. And she's going to give her testimony at 2 o'clock this afternoon. Can I get an amen? I hope you'll come out. It's from two to four, and that's the end of my announcements. I encourage you to come out and hear her awesome testimony. I've already heard part of it on the phone, and it's awesome. Now to get down to the message, it's called, What Think Ye of Christ? I know that's not on your screen. Whose son is he? So without further ado... You know the procedure. I, I read the number and they help me to stay focused. Now when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he began asking his disciples saying, who do people say that the Son of Man is? And they said, some say John the Baptist and others Elijah, but still others Jeremiah. Or one of the prophets, Jesus, that is, he said to them, but who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the Son. Say the Son. You've got to remember that because I'm going to be repeating it throughout this message, or at least I think I am the son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. Can I get an amen? amen. Yes, I'm going to be asking you for amens once in a while. You, I don't mind you saying amen between the amens. It's time for us to get on fire for Jesus. Number two. It took a supernatural revelation from God the Father to reveal the, to Simon Peter the true identity of Jesus Christ. I'm going to veer from the sermon, but not far, just a little bit. I was just telling somebody the other day, you can have all your doctrine right, your philosophy is right, your morality is good, everything is good, you got it all straight now. But I'm going to say this, with all that, I'm going to say it again so you won't misunderstand me. You can have all the biblical answers that are correct. You got everything. You got historical records down. You got it all. Say but. But if you don't know Jesus, it's all in vain. I'm going to say it again. If you don't know Jesus, 
all that historicity and all that philosophical doctrine that you have and you got and you dot the P's and Q's is in vain. And in this dispensation of grace, it takes the Holy Spirit of God to reveal to you and me the real identity of Jesus Christ. Well, where do you get that from, Brother Bruce? Now, we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit, that's the Holy Spirit, who is from God, that we might know the things freely given to us by God. Now, we have received, who's the we? Christians. That's the we. Have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God. Well, who is from God? The Holy Spirit. Number three, and if you have received the Holy Spirit, you are a born-again Christian, and you know in your heart that Jesus is more than a God, that's Jehovah's Witnesses, nor is he a separate God from the Father, that's Mormonism, or just one of the many manifestations of God, that's Islam, or just a perfect man but not God, that's a unification church, to name a few. Can I get a witness? I just got this this morning. I'm going to go back to something I first said on this page. You are a born-again Christian, and you know in your heart. Say, in your heart. heart. Flo, raise your hand, Flo. I asked you, could you raise your hand? I just got this this morning. Jesus died upon the cross for us. Jesus shed his precious blood for us. Come on, Flo, raise your hand higher. Come on, we're not seeing your hand. Let's give her a hand. Come on. Jesus suffered beyond suffering for us so that we may have eternal life or everlasting life. We do not deserve this life. It's a gift. Can I get a witness? I just got that this morning, and it's so appropriate to this message. Number four, and you and I ought to have a personal, say personal, Witness of God's saving grace in your life and my life. Many of you know I love these verses, and I'm just going to ring them out again. Maybe they'll rivet themselves in your mind as they have in mind. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And that not of yourself, it is the gift of God. Say gift of God. I'm going to repeat this again. I don't know who you are, and I'm glad I don't so I can be very objective. It's a gift. If you're here today and you're trying to work your way into God's favor, without hesitation, you are gravely mistaken. It's a gift. You can't earn it. As Flo said in her brief commentary, it's a gift. She just backed up the word of God. Let me ask you a question. Can you back up the word of God with your testimony? 
Can you point to some scriptures that say, I got saved by the grace of God, and I'm still saved, not because of my so-called good deeds, but because Jesus, the Christ, the Messiah, he saved me. And for you who don't know, and I'm just going to say this, and I'm not trying to be smart. You have been saved. Say, you have been saved. And I'm not going to make it simple. You got saved in the past. That's what that means. And you're still saved by God's grace. You don't get saved and stay saved because you're so-called good works. It's all grace. And you'll never, and I'll never be able to boast, oh, I'm such a good person. I did all these good things after I got saved. And God stopped. No, it isn't. For by grace. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. Do you get the sequence? You get saved first and then the good works follow. Which God prepared. Say prepared. I'm going to say it again and I know I've said it again. God has a plan for every born again Christian. And it's yours personally. And it's up to you and me to fall in line with what God has already prepared ahead of schedule. Well, how do you know it's ahead of schedule? Because the Bible in Ephesians 1, 4 says he saved us from all eternity. He's got a plan. And if you don't know what it is, you better believe he wants to show you. Can I get an amen? Number five. May I ask this vital question again? Who do you say that Jesus was and is? Was he just a prophet, a good teacher, a very godly person, and we should follow his example, and so on and so on? Number six. Comparing scripture with scripture. You want to know the answer to your problem and my problem? Compare with scripture with another scripture. Using the word of God, the Bible, as our guide, I eagerly invite you to observe carefully the unmistakable. Say unmistakable. That means without error. Attributes of God the Father and his Son. And so without further ado, here we go. Let's get ready to rumble. Let's get ready to rumble in these scriptures. Can I get a witness? First and last. Say first and last. If you notice under that is the Father. Who has performed and accomplished it? Calling forth a generation from the beginning. I, the Lord, in capital letters. That means Yahweh. That means Jehovah. Am the first. And with the last, I am he. This is Father talking. This is the Old Testament. Isaiah 48, 12. Listen to me. Say, listen to me. I'm going to say something, and I'm not looking at anybody. I need to look at myself. Listen. Don't fall asleep. Listen. Can I get a witness? Oh, Jacob. Even Israel, 
whom I call. I am he. I am the first. I am also the last. NASB stands for New American Standard Bible, if you want to look it up. But in fact, we've got some Bibles in the back. They're all free if you want to pick one up. That's after the service. But we just talked about the Father. Say the Son. When I saw him, this is Revelation 1, 17 and 18. I fell at his feet like a dead man. And he placed his right hand on me saying, do not be afraid. I am the first and the last and the living one. I was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. And I have the keys of death and of Hades. I got to go on. This is the son talking. You just read the father said, I am the first and the last. And Jesus just said, I think it's Jesus. You decide. He was dead. The father wasn't dead. The son was dead. Can I get an amen? As a matter of fact, I'm going to veer from the scripture. He said, in three days, I'm going to raise up my own body. That's what Jesus said. I'm not leaving out the father and the son because they also, the Bible also declares that. Number, number nine, the son continued. Behold, I am coming quickly, and my reward, say reward. I'm, I'm viewing off the subject just a little. Don't you know, as a Christian, God wants to give you a reward? He wants to reward you. He wants to, he wants to say, I know I said it before. He wants to say to you, well done. Well done, thy good and thy faithful servant. Behold, I am coming quickly, and my reward is with me to render to every man according to what he has done. I am not a Alpha and Omega. I am the, say the, I am the Alpha and Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. That's the son talking. I'm not done. I still got two hours and 52 seconds to go. Thank you, brother. Blessed are those who wash their robes so that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter by the gates into the city. I wonder what city that is. You can look it up. I think it's the New Jerusalem. Outside are the dogs and the sorcerers and the immoral persons and the murderers and the idolaters. Say idolaters. I don't know who I'm talking to. I have the slightest idea so I'm not picking on you. But if you put anybody or anything before the Son of God, you are an idolater. Can I get a witness? He's first. He just said, I am the first and the last. And everyone who loves and practices lying outside. Well, universalism says everybody's going to get saved eventually. I don't think so. It says outside or sorcerers. Don't you ever believe that everybody's going to get saved unless the man is born again. You're not going to see the kingdom. 
Don't fool yourself. None of us are good enough to get saved and stay saved. And if you're a Christian, that's right, Christians do it too. And I might as well tell you the truth. I've done it too. I'm not trying to be some prima donna. If you put anything before Jesus, you're an idolater. And God's going to call you and me into judgment. Number 11. I, you knew this, I just got an underline. I, Jesus. Who's the speaker? The Alpha and the Omega. Who's the speaker? Jesus. I, Jesus, has sent my angel to testify to you these things for the churches. I am the root and the descendant of David, the bright and the morning star. Does it shine in your heart, Christian, or is he a dim light? You put all these other things before the bright and the morning star. You go to work, you watch TV, you got a good sleep at night. But Jesus, he's way, I didn't say he's out of your life. I said he's way at the bottom. May I say this? What a tragedy. I'm going to say like Brother Tom and I say. Raise your hand, Brother Tom. Brother, raise your hand. Tom, raise your hand. He didn't want to raise his hand. How should we escape talking to Christians? How should we escape if you neglect so great salvation? You can neglect them if you want. And I'm not trying to be cute, but there's a heavy price to pay at the judgment seat of Christ. I didn't say you were lost. I said there's a heavy price to pay. Father or son, I want you to decide. Look at this. Behold, he is coming with the clouds. And every eye will see him, even those who pierced him. That's a clue. Pierced. And all the tribes of the earth will mourn over him. Even so, amen, I am the Alpha. I'm going to say, not an Alpha, the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God. Wait a minute. Pierced? Dead and alive forevermore. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come. The Almighty. Make up your mind. I myself think this is Jesus saying, I am. Some of you are not going to like this. I don't care if you do or not. <laughs> Jesus is calling himself the almighty God. That's what it seems like right here. 
I object, Brother Bruce. Who do you think you are, anyhow? You think you're some kind of scholar? No, I just follow the word of God. Because Revelation 3.14 emphatically states that Jesus was God's first creation, and so does Colossians 1.15. Here's Revelation 3.14. And to the angel of the church in Laodicea, the amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning uh of the creation of God, says this. That's Revelation 3.14. Brother Bruce, I thought you said that the Son of God was eternal. Well, how could he be a beginning? That means he started at some point. Well, let's move on. Number 14. Let's admit it. It certainly does sound like the Son of God was Jehovah God's first creation, doesn't it? Say, say yes. Whether well, you want to say yes or not, say yes. It certainly does. The beginning of the creation of God. watching that clock. I got, I'm not going to joke around. Number 15. But did you know that the word beginning, the word is our key. It can be, sometimes it has a, e, a double E. I don't want to confuse you. In Revelation 3.14 is also translated a commencement, chief, you can see him, time, place, rank, beginning, corner. And at the asterisk, you can see a magistrate, power, principality, rule. All this, where did you get them from, Brother Bruce? I got them from a reliable source of strong concordance. I'm going to say this. If it applies to you, so be it. Study. To show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Let me ask you, and I'm not, I'm not asking you to report to me, how many times have you looked at the word of God this week? How many times have you looked at sports and so on, but you put down the Bible? You don't have any time for the word of God, but you got time for everything else. Can I get a witness? Let's get back. Magistrate, power, principality. What? That's the same word as beginning? Number 16. That's why the Bible in basic English reads at Revelation 3.14, and to the angel of the church in Laodicea, say, these things says the true and certain witness, the head of God's creation. I got an unrelated but related question. Say God's new order. Are you a part of God's new order? Are you? I turn, I'm going to turn it, and some of you already know the verse. Some of you know, you know 517 by heart. Therefore, if anyone's in Christ, he's a new creation. I didn't say makeover job. I said a brand new creation. Can I get a witness? 
Are you a part of that order, that brand new order? The old folks used to say, when the saints go marching in. Are you going to be there when the saints go marching in? Because that's a biblical concept. Or are you going to be like we just read a few minutes ago when outside or all kinds of things that wouldn't, can't fit in God's new order. I'll say it again. Therefore, say therefore. If anyone is in Christ, in Christ, not just in union Christ, you're in Christ. He's a new creation. And he adds this, behold, say behold, all things have passed away. Behold, all things, and I'm going to paraphrase, are brand new. I got a brand new perspective on life. I got a brand new perspective on praying for people who don't, who hate me. Can I get a witness? I got a brand new perspective on praying for those who I know who are lost. You know why? Here's why. I was lost. But now I'm saved. I was blind. But now I see. And the New International Version reads to the angel of the church in Laodicea, these are the words of the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the ruler of God's creation. Why are you emphasizing that for Brother Bruce? Because Jesus is going to be the ruler of the new creation. Can I get an amen? But let me ask you a more personal question. I've already asked it. Who, I'm talking to you, Christian, who is ruling in your heart? Who's doing it? Are you, are you on the throne? Are you number one? Or is Jesus ruling? This is not in the notes. I'll just say it briefly because you've heard me say it before. Someday. Say someday. I don't know how soon it is. Every knee is going to bow. And that includes you and me. Every knee is going to bow. Of things in heaven, I often leave that out. Even the angels are going to bow. Things in earth and things underneath the earth. Philippians chapter 2 is going to acknowledge that Jesus is Lord. Whether you want to or not, he's Lord. Can I get a witness? Even when you Christians are out of sync with him, he is still Lord. And he's going to find his way to bring you back into alignment with his will. 
I don't want you to get the wrong impression. We as Christians sin every day. Can I get a witness? There is no such thing as perfect perfection in this life till Jesus comes back and transforms this mortal body. Number 19. As a matter of fact, cited below are scriptures which use the word archi. There's that double E. For I am convinced. Say convinced. King James said, I am persuaded. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels, nor principalities, there's that word arche, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, can separate us from the love of God. Can I get an amen? Then comes the end when he delivers up the kingdom to God the Father, when he has abolished all rule. There's that word R.K. again. And all authority and all power. Twenty. Here's my last four scriptural examples. When they bring you before the synagogues and the rulers, there's that word R.K. again. The ruler of the creation of God. And the authorities, and don't, be, don't worry about how you, what are you going to say or speak to, I'm paraphrasing, speaking to your defense or what you are to say. I'm, going to, I'm not going to give a personal illustration. I'm going to give an illustration for us all. Sometimes you and I don't have the answers when you're talking to somebody, but the Holy Spirit tells you what to say. How do I know the Holy Spirit tells them what to say? I tell you, I don't have the reference here, but do you know the Holy Spirit can read your heart? And he can read the heart of the next person, and he knows exactly what you should say to that person. I'm so glad that God doesn't leave me all my own. Colossians 2.15 when he had disarmed the rulers and authorities. Say disarm. This is not in your notes, but I better stick right here again. That word rulers is the same word as archi that is found in 314. He's the ruler of the creation of God. Say disarmed. Again, I know I ask you, say disarmed. When Jesus went to the cross for you and me, he disarmed, he disarmed all those things were against him. He disarmed them. Having triumphed over them, triumphed over them through him. And here's another illustration. And to the messenger of the assembly of the Laodiceans, right? these things saith the amen. Say amen. You and I ought to be able to say amen to the word of God. Not, oh, I don't know if this is the word of God or not. I'm just not sure about it. I think about, uh, these things saith the amen, the witness, the faithful and true, the chief of the creation of God.
Now let's look at, close look at Colossians 1.15 and 16, where the son is called the firstborn of all every creature. You see, Brother Bruce, he's the firstborn. He was the first thing that God created. I'm, shame on you that you can't tell them that firstborn doesn't mean created. I'm getting ready to show you right now. Well, it certainly does seem like that the Son of God was God's first creation. He's the firstborn. What, what are you trying to say he's eternal? Why are you trying to say he's the Son of God? Why are you trying to say he's eternal? Because he's the firstborn of every creature. That's what the Word of God says. Who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature? For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities, that word arche again, or powers. All things were created by him. And that's the next part. And for him. I said it before and I'll say it again. All things, before I go on explaining the word firstborn, did you notice that it says, and for him, you and I were created for Jesus Christ. You weren't created to serve yourself. You were created to be the image of the invisible God's glory. And for him. And yet the Old Testament in Proverbs, I forget the verse, says that all things were created for God, Yahweh. Once again, it certainly seems the Son of God was Jehovah God's first created being. Let's get on with it. If I don't get anything else in, I'll get this in. The word firstborn is certainly used in scriptures when referring to a physical birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son. Well, who do you think I'm talking about? I'm talking about Mary. Jesus was, his, was Mary's firstborn son. And she wrapped him in clothes. And I didn't, spell, I didn't misspell the word clothes. I just wrote it just the way it was. And laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the end. Say no room. I'm getting off the point again. Is there any room for Jesus in your heart? Or is he sitting over in the corner? Let me get back to the text. Genesis 41, 51, Joseph named the firstborn Manasseh, for he said, God has made me forget all my trouble and all my father's household. Did you know this, ladies and gentlemen? Did you know the word firstborn means preeminence? One of the northern, Pastor Jack knew it, one of the northern tribes of Israel is designated by God as firstborn. I quoted this almost word for word. Whenever you quote somebody, don't be so smart that you think you did it on your own. I had a lot of help. I'm going to tell you, all of us need a lot of help. Jeremiah 31, 9. With weeping they will come and by supplication. Say supplication. Supplication means pleading. He's pleading. I will lead them. I will, I will make them walk by the streams of water on a straight path in which they will not stumble. For I am father to Israel, and Ephraim is my firstborn. Oh, wait a minute. I thought firstborn of all creation didn't have any more firstborn. Here's another firstborn. Let me clear this up for us. 
before you get confused and before I confuse you. 25. The entire nation of Israel is called by Yahweh. Say Yahweh. His firstborn. Then you shall say to Pharaoh, thus saith the Lord, Israel's my firstborn, my son, my firstborn. Why, why, why? Why is a whole nation called the firstborn? A whole entire nation. Here's the question. Here's the answer. In the ancient world in general, and in Israel also, the firstborn son had a place of special primacy and inheritance in the family. I'm, going to, I'm not going to go back to Deuteronomy. I know it. Deuteronomy says that the firstborn, the very first, the oldest son, received a double portion of his father's inheritance. It was always a male, always, unless I'm mistaken. From that very early custom, the term firstborn came to denote honor and rank, irrespective of an actual family situation. For example, in Exodus 4.22, which you just read, Israel is called God's firstborn son, even though none of the other nations are, are other nations, are other sons. It has become a title expressing the special love which God has for Israel. Number 28, when in the New Testament the word firstborn is applied to Christ, it is not used to express the birth aspect of the word, except in Luke 2, 7, which he just read, but the supreme rank. Say supreme rank. Come on, speak up. Supreme rank. Christ holds in relation to the creation. Let me stop right here. When you watch a football game, Basketball game, you sit there, oh, well, that was a good shot. Yeah, that was a... You, you got to jump up and shout sometimes. Why can't we shout for Jesus? Sit there and be somber like a bump off the log. Homes in relation to creation, Colossians 1.15, or the special relationships, say relationships, say relationships. Do you know you're called the firstborn of the, in, in the church? Do you know that? That's in Hebrews. I'm not going to go there. Why? Because God has a special relationship with you. Why is that? Because his son died for you. Well, how many sins did he take, Brother Bruce? He took all your sins. He didn't leave nothing up to you because he knew you couldn't handle it. Like one person said, and I'm, I'm going to be a little funny here. You can't handle the truth. So many good, goody two shoes, Christians, it makes me sick. We think we're so pious and everything. We're nothing without Jesus. 28, check this out. And Hassa, one of the sons of Merari, had sons, Shimri, or Shimri, the first. Although he was not the firstborn, his father made him first. Did you get it? Firstborn is not necessarily one who was born first. He could be anyone down the line who the father says, 
You're my firstborn. I'm going to give you a double portion of my inheritance. That's what the word firstborn means. So when it talks about Jesus being the firstborn, that's a title. He's the heir. He contains everything. For by him and through him and for him for all things. So in Colossians 1, 15 and 16, the Son of God has designated the firstborn of all creation because he is preeminent above all creation. Look and listen again. He is, say is, the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation, for by him all things were created, not by him all other things, by him were all things created. Both in the heavens and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authority, all things have been created by him, and I know I said it before, and for him. Even if the Son of God was created, as some insist, by Jehovah, and then he, the Son, created all other things. That's the New World Translation. If you don't know what that is, stick around until 2 o'clock or come back at 2 o'clock. Now, i got to slow down because I want you to understand this. I'm looking at that clock. Even if the Son of God was created, I'm going to say this to, so, so you don't get mixed up. Jesus Christ was not created. The Son of God was not created. He took on human flesh. And I won't go into that. Even if the Son of God was created by Jehovah and then the Son created all other things. Now, get this. Doesn't this mean that he created time and therefore is eternal? Do you get it? If the Son of God was created... And then he, that is Jesus Christ, created all other things. And I want you to say yes whether you understand it or not. Doesn't this mean he created time? Say yes. So if he created time, that means he's eternal. Can I get a witness? Jesus said it this way. Before Abraham was, say it, I am. And the Jews understood what he meant because in Exodus 3.14, when, when Moses asked, who shall I say sent me? He said, tell him, I am sent me. Let's go on to visit ultimate source of light. Your sun will set no more, neither will your moon wane, for you will have the Lord Yahweh for an everlasting light. Everlasting light, say it. And the days of your morning will be finished. This is talking about the Father. The Lord Yahweh is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord Yahweh is the defense of my life. Whom shall I dread? That was the, that was the Father. Now listen to this. Say light. Now here we go again. Light from the sun. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. There was the true light, which coming into the world enlightens every man. Well, who came into the world? Jesus came into the world. 
That's who came into the world. The Father didn't come into the world except for his son because Jesus said it this way. Don't you know that I am in the Father and the Father's in me? That's what he said. And I'm going to make it practical. Don't you realize that if you are a born-again Christian, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit dwell in you? John 8, 12. Again, therefore, Jesus spoke to them. I am not a light. I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness. Christian, if you're walking in darkness and, you, and you're being disobedient, you are walking in darkness. And yet, the light of light, Jesus is right there in front of you, trying to tell you what to do. I am the light of the world. He who follows me. Say, follows me. Are you following him? Or are you off on a tangent all your own? I'm going to do it my way, even if I am saved. You know that happens. Can I get an amen? Don't try to cover it up. It happens. Christians want to do whatever they want to do, regardless of getting saved. I'm going to tell you right now, I didn't say you were not saved. I'm saying this again. You're losing your reward. And that includes me too. I'm not putting myself on some kind of pedestal. Here comes the judge. Let the nations be aroused and come up to the valley of Jehoshaphat. For there I will sit to judge all the surrounding nations. I'm going to end soon. Before the Lord, capital earth, for he is coming to judge the earth. He will judge the world with righteousness and the people with equity. Psalm 56, and the heavens declare his righteousness. For God himself is judge. That's the Father. Here comes the judge. For not even the Father judges anyone, but has given all judgment to the Son in order that. Say in order that. I hope you get the next part if I don't get any further. In order that all, not some, but all, may honor the Son even as they honor the Father. Well, I thought Jesus was inferior to the Father. That all may honor the Son, even as. Say even as. Even as. Doesn't that mean equal? Of course it does. He who does not honor the Son. Well, I told you before, he's just a prophet. He's just a good teacher. He's just good someone to follow. You're not honoring the Son. You, you and I are supposed to honor that son even as we honor the father. He who does not honor the son does not honor the father. Well, I'm not going to go through Jesus. I'm going to make it my own way. What a tragedy. You can complete this verse, and I'm reading off the state off it a little bit. John 14, 6, most of you know it by hand. I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except for me. You can't bypass that son. For judgment I came into the world that those who do not see, see may see, and those that see may be blind. 
Here it is, Christian. For we must all. Well, I'm saying, what do I got to appear before the judgment seat of Christ for? I thought my judgment was passed. Yes, it is passed. But what have we done after you got saved? I'm not going to try to explain it. What have you done? For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may be recompensed for his deeds in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. It didn't say you weren't saved. He's going to judge you what you did after you were saved. Well, I guess I'll wait to that day. Don't be so insolent. Don't be so insulting. Don't so slap God in the face. I'm going to wait to that day. And I say this reverently. The people, the children who just died the other day in that blast, and that woman, and the people in the hospital, they didn't know that was their last day. Can I get a witness? And you don't know when your last day is coming. And I don't know either. Don't insult God in saying, I'm going to wait for another day. You don't know when your time is going to be called. And when he calls you, that's one appointment you're not going to be late for. You might be late for the cab. You might be late for your job. But there's an appointment that the man wants to die. And you're going to make that appointment whether you want to or not. And it's going to be on time. You're not going to tell God, God, can you wait another day? Your time is up when God says it. He's the almighty God. This is my last one. I got... I got 14 more pages, brother, but I ain't going to do it. I'm just going to wear you out with the last one. Who is really the true king of the earth? But the Lord is the true God. He is the living God and the everlasting king. And by the way, before I end this message, don't be so insolent that you run over to that table. Can I get a witness? Come on, show some, show some kind of training. Show, show some kind of respect for the house of God. Give us a chance to treat you like you should be treated. But the Lord is the true God. Say true God. He is the living God and the everlasting king, and his wrath, the earth quakes. Say wrath. Well, I thought God was a good God. He don't have anything called wrath. Oh, yes, he does. It's called death and Hades, and I'm not going to get into it. For God is the king of all the earth. Sing praises with a skillful song. I'm almost done. Although a brother told me I got an hour, hour to go. I'm being funny. Here's that king's son. These 
will wage war against the Lamb. Say the Lamb. Well, that's Jesus, in case you don't know it. And the Lamb will overcome them because he is the Lord of lords and what else? King of kings. You just read what the Father says he's the king. Now it says the Son is the king of kings. And those who are with him are called the chosen. Say chosen. I'm going to say something right now. Well, I came to Christ. Yeah, you did. But you came to Christ because he chose you first. And faithful. Say faithful. Fear not, daughter of Zion. Behold, your king is coming, seated on a donkey's comb. No, I'm going to turn this page. No, I'm not going to do it. I said I was going to stop. If you're here today, no, I'm not going to read it. I'm just going to tell you what it says. Giver of life. God is the giver of life. But Jesus said, I came to give you life, and that what? More abundantly. And there's others too. If you're here today, I'm going to be rough this time. Don't insult the Lord and say, I'm going to go home and do what I want to do. I'm not going to get saved today. I'm going to wait for another day. I'm going to tell you right now, you are on shaky ground. God can call a Christian or an unsaved person. I know I said it. He can call you home any day. With your heads bowed. No, I'm not going to call you up to the altar. No, I'm not doing all that stuff. I want you to talk to the Lord right now. I'm going to be praying.